Welcome, rags and shinies, to the podcast. Whoop, whoop. This is the 1313 Podcast. Whoop, whoop. Welcome, everybody, back to another episode of the 1313 Podcast. This is the podcast. I'm Jacob. I'm Jackson. I'm Tommy. Welcome back, all you rags to all you shinies. Welcome to the podcast. This is the podcast. Please, if you haven't already, make sure that you are liking and subscribing. Uh, to the channel down below and leave a comment while you're down there. Say hi, say hello. If I don't see at least one hello, I'll be very upset. Also, if you haven't already, make sure to follow us on all of our social medias linked below. That is Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Twitch. And support us on Patreon. Tommy, can you grab the Patreon monthly giveaway for this month? If you want to win one of these, one of these a fantastic ships, make sure that you are supporting us on Patreon in the thirteen thirteen tier, the Gungan Boss tier, for your chance to win that on March first, nice. the Mando Drop Day. So, <laughs> celebrate Mando Drop Day by winning a uh, a gunship. Be very cool, fellas. How's everybody's week going? Um, me honest, really tired. I got over a head cold recently, so mm. I'm like, meh, <laughs> but. Yeah, school's going, things are going. Mm -hmm. I'm doing a lot of life stuff right now, so good. Ooh, Overall, sure. good. My my week's been like this. Uh, if you're in the Discord, you saw at the beginning of this week, I dropped a dumbbell on my phone, uh, and I broke <clears> it. <throat> so I've been com communicating everything via comlink this entire week. <laughs> um, but uh, I finally got the replacement came in in the mail today. Thank goodness for insurance. So um, yeah, I, I won't be bumbling around, but. Week, week has been going like this, so we're, we're it's looking up. I got one day left of school, and then it's the weekend. Woo. And I'll lose my job. But um, <laughs> we're fine. Jackson got some big news. Yep. Yeah. The week was really good. I don't know. Do you want me to talk about Shoot, it? Fuck, bro, okay. talk about I it. I proposed to my girlfriend over the weekend. Woohoo! And she said no! No, she... No! And we celebrated at America's most finest dining afterwards, McDonald's. I was baffled when he sent me that picture. I, I was, said I was befuddled. I was she like, wanted to go. I was, <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, there's no way Jackson did not just make her go to McDonald's after proposing. Well, she went. Do you just want to get McDonald's for a quick dinner? And I went, yeah. Engagement and a six piece. Woo, Jackson! All right. Engagement with a side of fries. <laughs> Engagement with a side of fries. Also, dub. also this weekend. Let's go Chiefs. Chiefs won. Won the Super Bowl. Fly Eagles. Eagles. Fly. We'll Screw be back Eagles. next year. Screw the Eagles. I hate, I hate both teams. The best way, the best outcome of that game would be the field exploding. Um, but that didn't happen. So um, go Chiefs. Uh, I hate hate the Eagles. Philly sucks. But uh, let's go Steelers next year. Yeah, we'll get them next year. Also, can't we'll wait. To, did you see the, um, the uh, it's like what, the... And NSFL or whatever, like it's a yeah. the, the, like the minor league football is yeah, it's starting. gonna be totally lame. They tried to do that like twenty years ago and it failed. Well, they're bringing they're bringing it back and it starts in the spring. So we're gonna have year round football and the Steelers just uh, not the Steelers, I forget Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Mullers just redid their design, so they are now black and gold as well instead of purple and red. So um, I'm kind I'm kind of hype. Hope, hope it'll be not semi. Really, I'm not. It'll be semi entertaining. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be something to watch. It'll be something to watch, other than baseball or whatever else is in the summer. Nice, nice. Anyway, <laughs> so um, then Jackson also also got a big shipment in this week. Big oh box. yeah, shoot! I got my armor in. <laughs> I love that we just had to give Jackson's. Jackson's okay, news I wasn't going to talk week. about my personal life on the podcast. Y'all made me. Bro, so we do it all yes. the time. Don't worry, Jackson's managers will take care of his life. You know. Sorry, but we, at any rate, we just had I to got update him. We my just had armor to shipment <laughs> in from Imperial Surplus. Finally, this weekend, I'm going to meet up with Commander Bly to get it all rigged up and such. I bought a bunch of the. Uh, pieces he needed just today right before shooting so I'm really really excited to finally get the show on the road with my armor and get it going could not be more excited I feel like a kid in a candy store like when it arrived I was just like looking through and I was like oh my gosh it's here because I've been looking at it for like ever been like is it coming is it coming and now it's just it's here so super duper happy about that I've tall guy whipping me up some very very cool things so I'm also excited to see what he does as well. Very yeah. exciting stuff. Thank you, Jackson. Yes. Thank you for the weekly update. Um, I can't think of... There's no real Star Wars news. Oh, there's a couple new media spots for The Mandalorian. There's a new 30-second trailer. 
There was um, the one from Apple that was exclusive. I showed that to our Instagram. Yeah, so that's on. Um, but yeah, there's was that the thirty second trailer? Yeah, I had some new footage or extended footage that we haven't seen before, so that was pretty cool. Um, miss other miscellaneous stuff. New Guardians trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. It's online now. Go check it out. And we got another trailer for the new Indiana Jones movie. And my hype is up here for it. Oh yeah. Because when I was a kid, it went Star Wars was was my personality, and then Indiana Jones was my personality, and then uh, Destiny was my personality. And now it's back to Star Wars. But uh, Indiana Jones is a big part of uh, my life, and I am beyond excited for that movie to come out. So, um, other than that, I don't think there's any new, like, anything. Yeah, hasn't been a lot of news or product reveals, which is why we haven't been doing Tikas, unfortunately. Yeah. Because the only thing this week, it was just like a gentle giant thing of an Ewok, and is it worth it to make a it's whole a thing saying that? It'd be too frustrating to have the only thing we have to talk about be a stupid thing, so... Well, exactly. there's also the SH Figure Arts um, Obi-Wan Kenobi on Jabim that just dropped out of nowhere. Jabim. We could talk Jabim. about that, but... Oh, well, we just did it here, so there you go. Uh, <laughs> we solved the Tika's issue in 30 seconds. Yep, we talked about it just now. Yeah, you can't really... Dude, I nicked my beard uh, th- this morning, and like it's like this tiny little bald spot right here. Ooh. And it's not too noticeable, so I decided now to that you pointed it. Now that you pointed it out, everybody's yeah. going to see it. Yeah. Still, debating, Stark still debating if I'm going to wake up tomorrow and shave off the whole thing. But do it. I digress. I shaved off my stuff. I bet nobody noticed. Oh, yeah, what the heck? Yeah. It looks the same, dude. Well, no, it doesn't. Actually, just... it actually did look fairly different the first when I actually shit because I grew it out for like I think two and a half weeks and actually got like decent growth. And I was like, yeah, yeah I kind of hate it. So, so and, uh, baby wanna, face all the time. I'm trying to look as hot as possible when I go to Florida, so Delilah can flex on her friends, and be like, look at my hot boyfriend. So that's the goal. Okay. <laughs> so gang there's a new episode of the bad batch this the rad week. batch the sad batch the dad dad batch oh, um yeah. we have a new episode episode nine the crossing and i must say although it was a, a mission for sid it was probably the best mission for sid that we've seen in the entire season yeah. i like the episode a lot amen to that mm-hmm. amen to that this was this took all the things that i hated about Sid missions and actually address them. For yep. one example, the Bad Batch actually talked to Sid and she's like, I don't owe you anything. And they're like, yes, you do. Because we did this, 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 and this for you. And she was like, okay, I'll, I guess I'll help you guys. I think, I think this is going to be the catalyst of, I think the rest of the Bad Batch are going to be like, screw <clears throat> Sid. And they're going to go off with Echo and they're going to link up with him. Um, at least I hope. Because Sid is being a big, stinky meanie. Yeah. The other thing I really liked about this episode that I've always had gripes with is they'll do, like, little missions and side quests, but there's really not a lot of character growth mm-hmm. and, and, like, moments that the characters share together. Mm-hmm. I loved every single moment of the uh, conversation that Omega got to have with Tech. Yeah, we found out that Tech yeah. is a jerk. Well, what I- is your problem? <laughs> Well, that I felt like it was emotion, so, it was so in character for him. Uh-huh. Yeah. But dude, I just, I, I, I was very happy with, with that, you know? Yeah. The Sid thing I feel like is what everybody's predicting. So at this point, we've tried to predict what will happen in the next episode so much that I feel like something crazy will happen that we don't expect. I mean, mm-hmm. that's literally what will happen in some way, shape or form. I was talking to Tom after they sent that long, like, uh, long-range transmission to Sid because in my mind in that moment I was like what about Rex you know Rex but like Tommy pointed out Echo and Rex are on a mission so they have their cell phones on airplane mode (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, they turn off their cell phones bro Mm -hmm. they can't take international calls without paying extra rates I guess (laughs) that is a pain such a pain living next to the US Canada border when you go down near the border and then it's like you're in Canada and then they charge you extra gosh dang Verizon trying to steal my money yeah Uh, I like that this was the first kind of side quest that actually is an arc rather than just yes Yes, that was another thing I said to Jackson Mm -hmm. earlier was I was really really happy that the episode didn't resolve itself all in 25 minutes Uh and i was glad that it wasn't just the cave too i'm glad that it's trying to set up something else um like sid being a jerk dude and 
the Bad Batch didn't lose the Ipsium for good. They actually Ooh. have whoa, whoa, Ipsium. Whoa, 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 whoa. We, got, well, we got another episode well. of this. I already told Jackson, I was like, by the end of this, they're going to meet some locals and they're going to have to feel bad for them and give them the Ipsium. Yeah, or they're, gonna the Ipsium. or they're just going to have to straight up trade all the Ipsium to get the Havoc Marauder back. That shocked <laughs> Which, me. When, when, they, when they stole it, I was so mad. I was like, <laughs> give it back. I like that shit. I was like, you can't be serious. I'm, I'm really sick. <laughs> Of Mr. Filoni coming up with these really rad <laughs> ship designs just for them to go missing. So, it, like, for example, Anakin's ship in the beginning of the Clone Wars. Rad ship. That little junker. Rad ship. This. The Marauder. If the Marauder is gone forever, I will be so mad. The Razor Crest. Cool ship. Kablooey. They can't razor crest the Marauder, bro. I have the Lego set. I do. Please. Bro, I got the. I, I can't. You remember? I built the the Lego set for the Razor Crest the day the season two episode one dropped, yep. and three episodes later it blew up. I was like, "Damn, I'm obsolete already." Yeah. Then I got to have my own UCS Razor Crest. I just dumped out my bin of Legos onto the back the backyard. I just was like, "Yeah." Now I have the Razor Crest. You and the rest of Reddit. <laughs> you and the rest of Reddit. Um, yeah, I was. I thought it was cool that it was just a random person too. Like it's so situational. Yeah, I loved. My all... dad was like, "Is it Hondo?" And I, was I like, did no. think it was low key. I thought it was at first. And I low saw key. the feathers. I was like, "Yeah," because it did look like a different alien altogether. So it was just like, no, it was actually just your casual clone. That's factual. With his yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. With his massive gas mask, <laughs> goggles, and hoodie look. Uh -huh. Check yeah, out dude. the Creators Guild if you haven't already. Yes. Yeah. Shout out the Creators Guild. But like you were saying too, I was happy that this was an episode that left us on a cliffhanger to develop an arc. Because every single episode of The Bad Batch, minus the two-part series that they've been doing for the beginning and the mid-season finale, have been, here's a problem, it's resolved. Here's the problem, it's resolved. So it's been really annoying so far just to see like okay this is the resolution and i was almost thinking the resolution was going to occur and then that's why when sid kind of like casted them aside and was like oh you figure it out i was like shocked i was like okay now there's something that's going to happen next week that we have to look forward to uh-huh yeah i was really happy with i liked all the bickering between tech and wrecker that yeah was it was, uh -huh. it was cool to see, and again, the big moment, I guess, that we'll get into is uh, the big conversation between specifically Omega and Tech, but it kind of is a reflection of all the clones. Mm -hmm. I like to think that all the bickering between Tech and Wrecker in this episode came from their, their being upset with Echo being gone and not knowing how to deal with those yep. emotions, um, because... Again, these are soldiers and they have to, as Tech put it, learn to adapt and learn to change. You have to remember a lot of these clones, most of them have fought this entire war and lost brothers and friends along the way in every single battle. People that they care about, that they, would, that they you know, fought with, ate with, laughed with, die in every single battle they go into. And these clones are just mentally conditioned to just learn to go, oh well. And throughout the war, you see that start to take a toll on the clones, like especially specifically with the scene with Rex in season seven mm -hmm. where he's talking to Cody about, and he's holding up that picture um, with some of the clones. And it's just moments like that that make me think that it's cool to see the clones get humanized in this mm -hmm. way, because we don't get to touch on that a lot. Mm -hmm. I find it interesting. The fact that like all these shows and like bad batch is like really like humanizing clone troopers and the clone wars is humanizing clone troopers. And even if, well, even when, we see in like the last arc, even the galaxy doesn't see him as like real people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's screwed up. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely feel like I was talking before in the discord, how like this very much speaks to a lot of like veteran issues, but even specifically with tech, the way he's engineered to be extremely just analytical. Like even when he had the conversation with the Miga in the galactic cruiser, on, in season one. Yes, in season on one. Bronca. When yeah, on Bronca, when they were talking about like, oh, like what is the Clone Wars? He's just like, oh, you know, couple missions for a bigger objective, you know. He like he couldn't he didn't want to comprehend the emotion and the feel of the Clone Wars only because he was he's programmed to only focus on the logic and the aspects of it from there. So with Echo leaving, it just translates to this is just another normal occurrence. But then, like you said, I like the conversation with Omega because it brings out how he is upset. He just doesn't know how to process that. And that was the other thing as well, was that Omega consistently serves as the 
uh, thing that brings out the emotion in these people because they don't know how to comprehend or act like civilians. They only know how to be soldiers in the first place. So that is her importance in the show. She doesn't solve every conflict because she's a child. She solves it because she just simply has a different point of view. She she is one of the most important members of the Bad Batch, and mm -hmm. I never thought I would say that at the beginning of this season because I was starting to get Omega fatigue myself. Um, with, you know, just the, the klutziness and the ditziness. And, but what I've come to find, and it's given me a lot more of an appreciation for her character, is that she is the other perspective. And that, that's yes. why she is one of the most valuable members of the team, because she was never a soldier. She was never raised in combat. She was never, you know, raised in conflict like this. Mm -hmm. So she gives them a whole new perception per, um, perspective on life and just how to navigate these trials and tribulations on things that are not just, all right, guys, here's the mission. Here's the objective, you know? Yep. So it's a lot less cut and dry than just fighting a war and being a soldier. Um, I, I really like that they touched on crosshair as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, speaking, and it's good that we're still getting crosshair mentioned in the story. Yeah. He um, was in one episode, like what? Four ago now? Four, episode three. Six episodes, so six ago, episodes now. ago now. Damn. So it's been a minute. I was surprised we haven't seen him in some way, shape, or form again because I felt like they would touch on it, but maybe all that they needed to show us in episode three was enough to show us when he will appear again in season two. That's what I feel like is what was the purpose of it and the reason why we haven't seen him. Yeah, because if we would have just had him pop up, because again, it's it's very important with Crosshair. We don't want to mix him up. He's not a villain. He is yep. not an antagonist. I mean, he is an antagonist in a antagonist. way, but the story is still focusing on Crosshair. Yes. That's why we had that episode early on in the season yep. to remind us of Crosshair's struggle, what he's dealing with, and we see that he's still leaning into the Empire because it's the only thing he's familiar with mm -hmm. um, and how it's affecting him and how it's negatively affecting him mm -hmm. do you think at some point in season two the opportunity could arise again for crosshair to rejoin the bad batch and he would or do you think he would stay with the empire i think ultimately it'll go one of two ways because i could see it going either way right now in the show i could see it either way i think if we go with the idea that Crosshair stays with the Empire, I think they'll ultimately just use him until they have no use for him and they'll they'll kill him. Or mm -hmm. they'll send him on like a suicide mission. Um, I think if he tries to rejoin the Bad Batch, I think he'll have that opportunity for a very brief period of time where he's with them again. But ultimately, I think Crosshair is going to die at the end of the show. Wow. I think that's inevitable because he's done such terrible things already for the empire and he's so diehard for the empire i i look at him similarly to the darth vader or the kylo ren role mm, he is okay. inside he's a good guy but on the outside he is is a bad guy and he's doing the things that that are for the cause for mm -hmm. his regime mm -hmm. and so i think that ultimately he is he's destined to die because i mean he is literally just gunned down innocent civilians yeah. and ordered like and killed his own man and done stuff like that. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. What do you think, Jake? Um, I don't know because Crosshair is this kind of like weird in between of characters where I wouldn't <clears> say he's necessarily like falls into the role of Kylo Ren or Darth Vader because he's not like okay, Kylo Ren murdered an entire temple of Jedi children and then went off and started a civil war between the New Republic and in doing so murdered thousands if not millions actually no billions if we're talking about the entire system that star killer base blew up yeah darth vader was complacent and blowing up alderaan eliminating scarif um eliminating the jedi uh, darth vader is like it like irreparably bad but he comes back to the light crosshair i feel like is more redeemable because what have we seen him do that's so bad other than kill a couple of guerrera's civilians that's it Everything else has just been fighting against droids or insurgents or all that stuff. So I don't think he's so far gone, but I don't know if I, I don't know if somebody were to die in this, I feel like it would be echo. Cause I feel like it would have like a more, uh, emotional punch. Cause why would you have crosshair in one episode 
bring him back for like a couple in the end just to kill him off. It just doesn't make any sense. I have a couple points that I want to make on what you said. One, I really like what you said about Crosshair because again, we talk about how the show deals with veterans issues and the perspective of a soldier is Crosshair inherently evil because of the orders he's following from an evil regime. We always ask that Mm -hmm. question. We see, um, movies and shows about like, you know, the first world war where like there's the Axis powers and you have, uh, German soldiers versus British soldiers. These are just people. A lot of them are not inherently bad people. They are just, a lot of them are drafted. They're thrust into a situation. Mm -hmm. No clone trooper had the choice as to whether they wanted to fight for the Republic or the empire. They are forced into it. They are slaves of the military. And so I think that to Jacob's point, it's it's very, very... It's fair to say that <clears throat> although Crosshair betrayed the Batch, um, we're seeing conflict in him. It's yeah. it, it's it's mm-hmm. very evident. I think Crosshair is going to rejoin. I think I even saw there was like some merch or like something or a poster that came out at the very beginning of the season that had them all together that kind of like implied them being back together. Yeah. So I um, would hope personally that he joins because there was that twinge at in Camino at the very end of season one where he was like, do I go back? Like it was just the slight hesitation. Like maybe if they asked me one more time, I would go. So I feel like it's there for him because he'll get sick of the empire. Eventually. I'm very much convinced with the way that they're treating him already. I feel he'll come to realize why would I need to do this when I can be free with the rest of my friends essentially and do what I want to do. I also fear that he could, in the process of being redeemed, die for his actions and the things that we see him do in season two. Star Wars does like to do that. They do like to do that, unfortunately. But if I had to pick a death, I feel like it would either be Crosshair, but I'm also still very much leaning towards the fact that Cody's going to die in some yeah. way, shape, or form Cody's definitely because of die. Rex's nightmares and rebels. Either that or this whole thing is going to... Per- I think there's no way that they can wrap up the Bad Batch story in this season. Oh, no. no. So I feel like there, I feel at most there will be three seasons of the Bad Batch, and the next season is going to be like how Rebels is, where it's like first season is fun. Season two is like it gets a little bit more serious, and there's like a, like, but it's still very playful. And then shit hits the fan and it goes like full bore on everything with very few kind of like filler episodes in it. We still have seven episodes of this season of The Bad Batch Mm -hmm. to get through, but I do agree. There's too much to resolve. They're not going to just... The way that The Bad Batch has been such a slow burn in these first two seasons, there's no way they're just going to, okay, hurry up and wrap it all up in the end of the second season. Mm -hmm. Every episode have like this huge... Excuse me. This huge like resolution in, in every major plot point every episode because mm-hmm. i feel like that would make me happier because the story's already progressing at a fairly slow pace we'll let it go at a slower pace so we get more seasons let is, it cook is it going to take more time yeah but i still get a show that i really really enjoy in the clone war style and then we're still getting more and more information about the forming of the empire i feel like the Bad Batch and Andor are going to continuously complement each other as the two come out. So then we see the formation of everything that has to do with the Empire. How cool would it I be? I like it. How cool would it be if in the next season of Andor, there's like a small crossover between the Bad Batch and Andor? Cool. And that would be cool. It's not going to happen. It's definitely yeah. not going to happen. But. So back to, and then back to Jacob's other point yeah. about thinking that Echo will be the one to die personally. I think Tech will be the one to die first because he's had so much character growth in this season and they've done a lot of focusing on Tech and making him into, in my opinion, I think he is a much more understandable character. He's not, I understand why he is cold and calculated now. I understand that he does actually feel things. I always thought it was just his funny, quirky little trope that he just didn't have any sort of emotion towards anything. But now I, I do see that that's just his coping mechanism. That's how he hides the fact mm-hmm. that he's actually upset about things. And so I think that the bonding moments that he's had with Omega and these other characters this season is going to ultimately make him be the one that dies. Granted, first. though, I hope if, it doesn't. If, we're ta- if we're being real, though, season one of The Bad Batch focused on Hunter and Omega primarily and Wrecker oh. as a tertiary character. Yeah. Now, in this season, we're seeing growth within Echo, and we're seeing growth within Tech. I think they're just fledging out the entire Bad Batch into right. more real Like what people. Rebels did. Every character got their own arc. Like, I think that's a Like, the point. first season focuses on Ezra and Kanan, Master and Apprentice. And then, in the later seasons, we get the arc with Sabine learning to fight with the Darksaber. 
and her maturing into a better character. You have Hera maturing after Kanan's sacrifice. You have Zeb and his yeah. We have Zeb and his family arc, which builds on Zeb, and uh, we get the arc with him and Agent Callus, where it shows that although Zeb is like, oh, I'm a big angry man, he's not gonna kill uh, Agent Callus. It built on other characters later in the season, just because they weren't the main focus. So I think that's what they're Ooh. doing this season. If anything, I feel like. I think in this season, if anybody's going to die, it's just straight up going to be Cody because that's a character that people already like. It's one that's already established. You don't need to build on it and everybody's going to be upset if they die. So yeah. I feel like there's going to be like something at the very end where, every, where the whole band gets back together and then like maybe explain something about how Wolf and Gregor are back in, back in the band and uh, then Cody dies. Yeah. There was something that we talked about on um, the Creators Guild on Sunday that I wanted to get you guys' take on. Um, there was a lot of conversation getting thrown around about the bad, about why with all, not just the Bad Batch, but with all these new Star Wars shows, we are all so quick to call a lot of episodes like like filler and like we hate episodes and we feel very strongly about them because we're waiting week to week. Back in the day with Clone Wars when it came out, you didn't get like before the season came out, like a list of, okay, these are the names of all the episodes mm-hmm. and here's the director and here's the writer and here's who's working on this and here's who's working on that. And this is when all the episodes are going to come out. And then when episodes come out, we already have developed such strong theories and like um, expectations for what's going to happen in specific episodes. And then what we want to happen when it doesn't happen, we call it bad sometimes. I know that we experienced that not us, but like we saw it a lot with the book of Boba Fett and we saw mm-hmm. it a lot with mm-hmm. Obi-Wan Kenobi. People had really high expectations for things and then it didn't come to fruition. Do you think that that is a is a cause of all of the excitement that comes with giving out all those lists of all the credits and all that stuff as the internet has progressed? Nope, I don't no. I don't think that's a the case at all. I think the, the main case is, is we all grew up we watch these shows growing up as children. Children are blind to, uh, we're just excited because it's our favorite show. We get a new episode of our favorite show. Mm-hmm. We just watch it and then we take it all at face value and we're very excited because it's just Star Wars. Now that we're older and we've seen rated R movies and we know like what, what makes a great story and what doesn't make a good story and what, what feels right with pacing and what doesn't feel right with pacing and when something's a little off in a story or when something takes a tangent, we're able to recognize that now. I don't think it's the fact that it's just like the hate that has come out of nowhere. Hate for Star Wars has been alive since Star Wars began. Yeah. Um, people hated the prequels. People hate the sequels. People hate hated the Clone Wars. People hate Rebels just because of the art style. Um, I don't think it's we have these expectations of... What's to come just by is like, oh, we have a title because Elmo keep it a buck with you. I don't remember any of the titles. Whenever that stuff comes out, I glance at it and I go, cool. I want to see what the new and title I is. never forget. Well, I always forget like what it is. I don't remember who's directing what. I take it all at face value like I did when I was younger. I feel like the only the reason why I'm more critical about it is because we've had things like, say, Andor, where it's meticulous it's great writing it's great acting so now we know it's like okay this is what the franchise is capable so then when we do have things like in the bad batch in the earlier part of this season where we would have tangent episodes i i that's why i would get upset about it or like with book of boba for your example towards the the, i i'm not a fan of the finale but that's not because i was like i had this expectation of what the finale should be i thought too much was happening at once in the finale i think they tried to have this thing where it's like the robos and the farmers all like gang together. And then they have this King Kong bit with uh, the Rancor rampaging through the town. And then they have the face off of Cad Bane and Boba Fett. And Mando's there the entire time. And Mando gets reunited with Grogu. And it's just like, bop, 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 bop. Thing after another. Everything is happening all at once. And it happens so quickly. You, you barely get to digest it. That's why I didn't like that. It's not like I didn't have this preconceived notion as to what this finale should have been. It was just like everything happened too fast. So uh, to relay the point, I don't think it's we have an expectation um, because of episode titles. I think we have an expectation because as something that we've grown up with and we cherish, we want to see it thrive. And especially with the Bad Batch. Yes, there's the argument that it's definitely a kid's show. It's definitely for kids. It's an animated Star Wars show on Disney+. Plus. It's a direct product, though, of the Clone Wars that comes after something that a generation of children that were like 10 are now in their 20s. And now those are the people that this is also targeting. 
So it's like, I'm looking at it in two ways on that as well. I feel like the just general uh, distaste for a lot of this stuff is the weekly hype. And I'll continue to like really hammer that down forever. Like I have a buddy right now who just finished watching season one of The Bad Batch. So he's just getting into season two. And he's like watched up to, I think, episode four four and he watches our podcast episodes here and there and he'd be like i know like you guys and tommy complain a whole lot about like oh like nothing happened this episode and it was really underwhelming but he's like but i thought the episode was fine and it was enjoyable to watch so i very much feel like it's still the fact that we have high expectations for every single week because we want to be thrilled but we just have to be humbled every single week. And also and we waited a week. You know? Exactly. We waited a week, but we need to be humbled and realize the story needs to unfold. Not every episode is going to be what the mid-season finale was. It's not going to be a Crosshair and Cody episode. It needs to develop because then when it's a finished product and we go through and watch it all again, we appreciate it better. Like I watched an episode of The Bad Batch every single day until season two came out to like perfectly time it with that. And in that time that I rewatched it, I enjoyed it. Like every single moment was really, really fun. And I was like, holy cow, I'm so excited for season two. But it was definitely the fact that it had already been released and I knew what was going to happen mm. and stuff that I wasn't like, oh no, this episode was a filler or this episode is disappointing because the episodes that we might have complained about those issues just didn't phase me this time around watching it again well then again, so that's why i feel like it is the weekly hype that gets mm -hmm. us every time and that kills the mood for a lot of people but also with season one re releasing it we covered it on the show like way back uh, when we first started we covered yeah. from the second i think our first podcast episode was like the, we the mid-season finale right yeah or the so, episode like, after we talked about it and even in those episodes i think the difference between what was considered filler there and what was considered filler here uh in season two is in season one although like some episodes they were side one quest tangents each of those episodes built on a specific character yeah. all throughout it whereas the beginning of this one they were just kind of like they were side quests for side quests sake. but they're building like, on characters still very not as much though is the thing i would not, argue against that i i don't know because like in season one you get like oh like you get the like record bumping his head and then you get the slow burnus to his chip activating but each episode of that there's like a little bit of something for him to happen and then there's a little bit of bonding between uh hunter and omega where the entire season we're learning who omega is because we already have like this pre-notion idea about who the Bad Batch is from the Clone Wars. Um, whereas in this season, I feel like, say, for instance, the pod racing episode. Um, it's, just, it's just Wrecker and Tech, really, that have any sort of growth. And it's mainly Tech. And the growth is Tech is good at pod racing. So... One other point that I wanted to point out, so I don't forget it, that Jacob made, um, was actually Return of the Jedi made the same point you did, hmm. where you said specifically about the Book of Boba Fett finale um, being very crammed and very rushed. Mm -hmm. Return of the Jedi was pointing out that if you remember from the Clone Wars when we were kids, those seasons were like 22 to 26 episodes mm -hmm. a season. Like you had a lot of episodes yep. in a season of the Clone Wars. So even when you were watching it week to week, there was a lot to go through. But um, he was saying, he was suggesting that sometimes, do you think the writing is stifled because Disney is coming out and saying, you have to make it in this many episodes. Like with oh, Obi-Wan, you have to make this show in six hour long episodes. And that's all you have to work with. So they, the writing team has to, and oh, and then Disney or Lucasfilm or whoever says to the writing team, and we want you to make sure you include this, 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 and this, and do it in this amount of time. So because the writers don't have complete freedom on how long they let the story unfold in a, in a limited series like the Book of Boba Fett or Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's why Andor was so good. They had free reign on absolutely everything. They got to let it cook. They did let it cook on Andor. Yeah, so I think that that applies. Honestly, for me, I think sometimes it applies to the Bad Batch. I think if the Bad Batch went like, 22 episodes a season like rebels and clone wars mm -hmm. did i think that it would make me feel like a lot less like 
oh man, like that episode didn't do a lot. And now I only have this many episodes I, left. I feel like we, mm-hmm. there's like not enough time to yeah. like get the story out as yeah, yeah, the yeah. problem. But That's... if they make more seasons, in my opinion, it isn't that big of a deal because then it's a continuous cook of the story to see how the galaxy and the characters change. So that's why if Bad Batch went to five seasons per se, I would be fine with that. The only oh, thing the more is, the better. The only exactly. thing is though is that for each season, there's one main story. There's one main story per season. If you expand that season to 22 episodes, you can expand on that story and let it go out a little bit longer. Yeah. And then you can have the fun episodes in between. And I don't feel upset about it because I know it's like, okay, we have 19 episodes left in this season. I know there's going to be like parts where it's like it's established and then there's going to be the tangent ones. But when there's only 12, um, it's like, ugh. and then in the case of Book of Boba, yes, that show did feel like it was like we have to hit this, this, this and this much time. We have to cram everything we want to in the final thing. Whereas Kenobi is the exact opposite, where it was like a movie. And then they said, now make it six episodes. And then they had to fill it in with a bunch of stuff that didn't make sense. And that's why Kenobi actually isn't that good. Um, yeah, I just think for a writing point of view, especially I think. The problem is, is that Andor underperformed because people were just like, I don't care about Andor. And I think that's really going to hurt Star Wars as a franchise, because now they're like, Obi-Wan was one of the most streamed shows out to rip on Disney Plus, period. I think it's still their number one for most watched first episode. Um, And like people didn't really like it. But they went to watch it because it was Obi-Wan. It was a ticket name. And now that Andor has passed and they put it on Hulu and they put it on live TV to try to get more people to watch it, it's really going to hurt it because then the bean counter is going to look like, oh, they had free reign to do this and it didn't work out so well. Let's not do that again. So now we're just going to get more kind of bean counters and producers poking their fingers like I want this message to be told and I want this to happen rather than just letting the writers and the creators have fun with it. Mm-hmm. I certainly feel like that could happen. I mean, I I understand what you're saying right there. Like, that is certainly a concern. But with Andor Season 2 already in production and for how it was, I, I'm curious to see how it ends up. It's really weird, though, too, because if you remember, The Mandalorian was a completely new character in a completely, yeah. and cinematically, an untouched area of the timeline, very similarly to Andor. So I think it's really weird... Maybe it was the fact that it's a Mandalorian. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah, it's, it's a masked character. People oh, think yeah. when people hear Mandalorian, any Star Wars fan immediately thinks Boba Fett or Jango Fett. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you're you're grabbing the people that were OT fans that loved Boba Fett. You're grabbing prequel fans that loved Jango and everything to do with the clones, especially Clone Wars fans with the Death Watch and the Mandalore arc. You can pull from every single generation of Star Wars into liking what a Mandalorian is. And then you would argue that the prequel kids are currently growing up with the Mandalorian. So it's the fact that, oh, this looks really cool, but it was also the fact that I think that they brought on Dave Filoni and John Favreau like out the rip, which also set expectations really high. Um, and then the second that Grogu was shown off, um, it went international with people that just didn't even watch Star Wars to begin with, yep. just because Baby Yoda equal cute. Um, whereas Andor was a... Was a a secondary character in a spin-off movie that not everybody liked from 2017. Yeah. So you're mm-hmm. you're grabbing from nostalgia from everybody's childhood into one character in Andor. So it yeah. the cards were stacked against him which is unfortunate but no the show is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't already watched Andor, please watch it. Get those numbers up. Yeah. I think uh as far as the Bad Batch goes, I think also that the Bad Batch is suffering from um, lots of RBF stupid yeah. arguments. There's a lot I, like every time a new Bad Batch episode comes out, yeah. I, I hear like a lot of I, I, I will go on the Internet and I'll like look at discourse and stuff. And there's just a bunch of stupid arguments about the mm-hmm. show. Every time a new episode comes out, I'll see stuff like where is Republic Commando Sev? Where is Commander Cody? Where is Commander Gree? Commander Cody is Commander Gree realistic. is dead. <laughs> like Commander Cody is like a realistic one. Yeah, but that's also a realistic like one. Cody is a realistic one. People will be cat. like, well, or where is Asajj Ventress? Where is Bara Sophie? Where and they just keep naming all these obscure Clone Wars characters. And I'm like, okay, 
but what do they have to do with the Bad Batch? I understand bringing in characters that actually will make sense for the story's sake, but we don't need to bring in cameos for cameo's sake. That was a complaint that we had um, for Boba during Book of Boba. We felt like at that point, every show was having some sort of huge cameo, and it was beginning to feel like that it needed to. They needed that to carry the ratings, and uh, I, I again, we had Cad Bane. We had, but then also you had characters like Trace and Rafa, and I liked Trace and Rafa more in the Bad Batch in that one episode they were in than I did in their entire arc in the Clone Wars season seven, mm-hmm. because they actually served a, like a real purpose to the show. I think, um, yeah, I was. There's another thing that feels different from this season from the last. There's like not as many cameos. Yeah, I guess you can you can yeah. argue that uh, Senator Chuchi was this kind of era's cameo. Senator Chuchi, but the first H is silent. When you say it or when you spell it? When you, when are, you, you spell it. Say, are you trying to say Senator Coochie? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Jackson did not get it. No. <laughs> uh, did, are, did y'all see all like the blue mega jokes? And stuff? Yeah, I did. The what? The blue mega. If you were saying that Choochie was Omega, but blue. <laughs> blue mega. <laughs> blue mega. No, I actually, I liked seeing her again, especially after getting. That was good. Especially after getting my coat. And I was like, oh, I remember seeing the same episode. I was like, that's why I wore the other one thing. Yeah, I also found it was cool that she's grown up. She looks older. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spanish polka droid. I guess all in all, though, I'm happy where it's going, at least for Hello, the Bad Batch. And I'm very excited to see how it concludes. And. If they're going to make more seasons, if they came up with another season every year, the Bad Batch, that would be awesome. Uh, and I, I hope if that they come up with another season, they wait till the end to tell us. Because that, in my opinion, ruined the ending of season one was before we had the Camino arc. They're like, oh, oh yeah. by the way, there's going to be a Bad Batch season two. And it was and like, like, oh, well, so they can't die. I know. It was like, well, there's no more stakes. Like, what's to like anticipate the end of this? The ending was still good. But it was just like, oh, like we know that there's going to be something. I think that is really refreshing about the Bad Batch that a lot of Star Wars stuff doesn't have the luxury of doing. And I think that's also why I like the Mandalorian so much is because the main cast of characters are all completely new characters that we do not know if they survive or not in later media. Right, why are you right. dissing on a gang if you ain't gonna <laughs> blow the pole? Um, no, but it's again like even when the Bad Batch is running from that stampede and that storm, I I have like moments in the back of my head where I'm like, is someone gonna die here? Someone gonna get injured yeah. here? What is going to happen? Because when you have legacy characters show up in in these movies and shows, I know they're gonna live because I see them in a later thing in the timeline. Unless it's Han Solo. Unless it's. <laughs> But, like, I'm talking, like, Luke Skywalker in The Mandalorian. Yeah. Luke Skywalker in The Book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Ahsoka in uh, The Mandalorian when she mentions Grand Admiral Thrawn. I'm like, okay, well, now I know that this character is going to show up again later. So I don't have to worry about if they're going to die or not. Whereas with the Bad Batch or with Din Djarin, you know, they could get hurt. And Din Djarin does get hurt in season one. Really, really bad. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Tech breaks his femur in the beginning of season two, and then it's fixed two days later. That Bacta is very strong. But again, it's like, I like that. I prefer that over having, as much as I like the legacy characters, like Obi-Wan and Boba Fett and stuff like that, I already know they're going to live. What do you guys think is going to happen to Cara Dune? Do you think she's yeah. just going to be immediately written out? And then we're not even going to have a mention of her in this new season of The Mandalorian. Do you think she'll get kind of like mentioned as like, oh, she's somewhere else? Because I feel like that's kind of a... I think because because Lucasfilm is so salty about the whole thing, I think that they're just going to write her off. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Or maybe if they do talk about her, because Moff Gideon is going to be in season three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Giancarlo Esposito did say that Moff Gideon will return in the Mandalorian season three. And the last time we saw Moff Gideon was in the care of Cara Dune. Yeah. So I think that there's going to be some little aside where Moff Gideon just shows up and says, nice place, Din Djarin. And then he just goes, yeah. And I also killed Cara Dune. And then Din Djarin goes, no. And Pedro goes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hitting back on bad, bad stuff. So the next episode, episode 10. Yeah, you do. It's going to be called The Retrieval. Oh. Oh. What is it called? Oh, damn. The Retrieval. That could mean a couple things. That could mean a couple things. Retrieval of Echo. Retrieval of the Bad Batch. Retrieval of the Bad Batch by Echo. 
Retrieval we don't of know. Sev, retrieval See, as cool as it is to have these episode title names, because it's like, what could it be? I just kind of wish they wouldn't do this. Yeah, they that's, won't do yeah. it for the Mandalorian because they they're not stupid. They that's, don't have to do that. That's the general conclusion that everyone came to on the Creators Guild was like, I kind of like low key, even though I do like to know. Yeah, I do kind of, and especially for us, I brought up like our perspective. We're mm-hmm. podcasting, so we're always looking for leaks yep. and rumors and this and that to talk about on the show and share with the audience. But at the same time, like sometimes it kind of takes me out of when I'm trying to enjoy Star mm-hmm. Wars because when I'm watching The Bad Batch in the morning, I'm going in the back of my head, oh, remember to bring this up. Oh, remember to yep. bring this up. Oh, I have this opinion about, you know? It's like how Acolyte, yeah, I'm really excited for Acolyte, but I also would have rather not known it was going to be in the High Republic until I saw some trailers. And we had those set leaks already. Right, yeah. Or even like the Mandalorian does it really well where an episodes come out. It's the episode like it's just called episode one or like this chapter that, one, chapter, chapter one. And then later they change it to the episode's name Yeah. because they don't want it to be spoiled yet. So like what I said, they're not going to do that for the Mandalorian because it'll reveal a bunch of stuff. Let's get a live reaction from Nate W in the discord about oh, the Bad Batch. I was reading chat. that actually already. Well, briefly reading it. He says... Actually, I'm not going to read all that, but his last message is... I read. His last all message that. also is, also, Sid is a turd. Yep. So you heard it here first, folks. Sid is a turd. Nate W in the Discord says, Sid is a turd. And she is. A couple couple quick little it things about this episode that I really enjoyed as well. Um, I really like this planet. It was like the American like West. It was uh, the Grand Canyon. And if you've ever been to like uh, Arizona or like Utah or somewhere out there in the Rocky Mountains, it was like a perfect rendition of what that is, but it also still felt Star Wars to me. It, it's like very, very I've cool. never been there, so it felt Star Wars the whole time. <laughs> um, it felt like The Last of Us in the beginning too with the music. Yeah, uh, that's, that's, Western. Like, that's one thing I forgot to mention was this is a totally different take on Bad Batch style uh, music than we've ever heard. It was very cool. And um, if you watched my playthrough of uh, Jedi Fallen Order that I did on Twitch... Uh, plugging the Twitch. I'm Did you do the through... whole thing already? No, I played through the first uh, first couple. Th- I got through uh, Bogano, and then okay. I got through the first half. Did you fight Ogdo Bogdo? No, I didn't even try because I'm on the hardest difficulty, and uh... I, haven't touched, I haven't touched the game in like a year. So I'm like, I'm that bad just at means it. You're a noob. I'm bad at it right you're now. A <laughs> you're a noob right now. Yes, <laughs> but um, but in it, I was talking about when I got to Dathomir to get the double-bladed lightsaber because Latendi dared me to do it and screw you for that. That was such a pain <laughs> in the ass. Um, uh, I was talking about how Jedi phone order music is still kind of the orchestral kind of like upbeat stuff. And I prefer it to lots of the stuff that we're getting in the Bad Batch and the Mandalorian where, yes, uh, Ludwig is done, doing an amazing job making a new and fresh score, but I also really just prefer Star Wars to have full orchestral stuff than any sort of techie kind of anything like that i don't know the music just feels more but comforting and, theme. oh yeah it's cool it's cool but Let like me see if i can find that right now on spotify it, when you when you're listening to this is star wars on spotify and you're going through and you hear john williams score and orchestral scores you're like this is star wars but then you get to like you're like okay i mean this was in star wars but like I don't know. It just it, it has a different feel to it. I agree with you. Um, a couple other cool little bits and pieces that I liked about this episode. I liked uh, the way they extracted the Ipsium. I uh, thought it was really cool that it was a liquid and that it wasn't just... I thought it was just going to be a straight-up crystal. Uh, the oopsie-doopsium? Oopsie-doopsium. Reminded me a lot of... Um, you drop it? The oopsie <laughs> Coaxium. That's what I was thinking of. I also really... Ipsium. I really wanted to point out too. How about my boy Tech really just jumping down into the bottomless he pit? He didn't even hesitate. To save Omega. <laughs> no, I didn't do that. Yes, he yes, did. Throwback to when Jackson knocked Jacob's slave one off the table. That was funny. That though. is a TikTok clip yeah. from very early on That's in the a, podcast. That's a good clip, though. That's a core That's memory a really of the podcast. One. But. Yeah, that's pretty much all I have on this episode. All in all, I really felt like this was a 10 out of 10 episode for me. It was honestly one of my favorite episodes of the whole season, aside from the mid-season finale. I'm not going to rate it because the show isn't over yet. Yep, I agree with that. I'm not going to do that, Jake. He was mocking you. I know he's mocking (laughs) me. I don't know. I I think I give it like... Everything I feel like I'm giving it a 7 unless it like blows my hubris out of my b-hole. Fair enough. Um, everything is like, I'm, I feel like I'm leaving it middle of the road. 
like again giving it a C because C is average, and until the end, and I can wrap everything up in a bow. I give the whole season kind of a rating, but yeah, it's a seven C tier. Yeah. It was good. I rate my ratings based on how satisfied I was. Like if I consider myself fully satisfied by the end of the episode, kind of. I'm hard to satisfy. Yeah, I finished and I went. That was good. That's why I was happy about it, at least in the end. Is I really enjoyed it. Oh yeah, it was it was a fun episode. Yeah. Um, but with that. Thank you guys so much for watching this episode of the 1313 Podcast, the most mediocre podcast in the Star Wars universe. I'm Jacob. I'm Jackson. I'm Tommy. Uh, <laughs> uh, please, if you haven't already, make sure that you're following us on all of our social medias. They're all linked down below. Uh, give us a follow on all of those. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We appreciate it. Also, make sure that you're listening to us in the car on the way on Spotify, Apple Music, any platform that is outreached through Anchor. You can listen to us on there. We also have video on Spotify, so you can check it out. <laughs> there also if you haven't already please make sure that you support us on patreon we enjoy all of your donations and we have a really cool video that actually came out today as of recording this one of the people mm -hmm. in our uh community mr latendi Leturret hunter schultz himself sent us a really really cool care package it's above my head yes. uh -huh. so make sure that you go and watch that video and join the discord and tell latendi holy crap don't spend that much money on those white boys ever again. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you guys so much for watching this episode. We'll see you guys next time. Goodbye! Buy the merch, buy the merch. Dun 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 Ba-da-ba-da-dum-dum-dum Ba-da-ba-da-dum-dum-dum